0: Weekly discussion about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much.
1: All right, hey y'all, it's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton and I am without the team. At the brewery doing Planning Jersey Day, with me is Evan of Plan B, Sean of The Seed, and Hillary of Rabbit Hill. All of you know all of them, because they're regulars. John couldn't make it, so we did an impromptu. So before everybody starts dialoguing and I shut up for an hour. um, Classic. (laughs) um, I want to apologize specifically to Tim Hitchings, but probably to anybody else if this sounds terrible. Because we have no equipment, we have no black glasses, we just grabbed a recorder from my house that we hope will work. If you never hear this episode, it's because we sent it to Cass and Cass decided it was rubbish, but if it does work, we are tasting blind today out of duct tape glasses, beers Evan brought, but Sean also brought a ton of beers, and me and Hillary are just going to sit here and get fucked up and hope Augie doesn't get a head injury,
2: right? Yeah. How are we? Also,
1: officially my birthday was Friday. We usually do this on my birthday, but I was down in Maryland at Burial. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, at, at Burley Oak. Um, doing a candy beer fest, uh, which we, we will talk about because I think I have to divorce Lauren. Um, if you don't get that trade. No, that's a different one. All right, I'll start there. Uh, no, I won't start there. The thing I want to say, so the reason I wanted to do this... The reason I want to do this like this with y'all is I think we have a drinking crisis in craft beer, and I think the drinking crisis is somehow people just stop drinking. They taste, they post, they rant, and the beer drinkers of the world that are finding their way back to fires and conversation, which we lost in COVID, are drinking macros again. And... Those of us that used to like to have quality conversations, sit around and bullshit, aren't doing it over tasty barn beers or lagers or whatever. So, I wanted to get back to sitting around and bullshitting and fixing the world. So, I said, I'm just going to have all three of them on, no secrets, and then, of course, you brought secrets, um, and drink some beers. So, how you doing, Ed? Oh, I'm doing.
2: Yeah? I thought you were going to say... Oh, it's Thank that you thing. That didn't help out. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say we have a drinking problem, and it was the most awkward way to uh, have an intervention on your podcast. Are you intervening me? No, I thought you were intervening me. I feel Lord would have to be here Oh, me. God. No, we have a drinking problem. I, like, I, I was like, I barely, I barely know Sean, but uh, I guess these are the people that mean the most I guess. Is that what it's, my alcoholism is coming? to? <laughs> No, I, I mean I don't, You can go ahead with your your Kaczynski. No, though. I'm I'm, I'm <laughs>
1: to. No, I'm serious, man. Like well, I think I so it was it's it's my friend um uh, Ashley from Beerst said to me while we were at a great little beer fest down south, we're just drinking lager and bullshit, doggy, that's what it's all about. And it kind of keyed me in on the fact that that's part like when everybody's trying to figure out a new normal and all that bullshit, even I who Made a beer one year because you were down doing this with me four or five years ago. We called it like five burning logs, one guitar, and three people, right? Like, like that's where, <laughs> what But that's where, you know, that's where, that's, that, that was the joy of doing this shit. And, you know, all these new things, restaurants close at 10 instead of 2 now, and all these weird things we're seeing. The thing I think I'm missing that was super important to me was sitting around bullshitting. Like this whole podcast is built on sitting around drinking beer and bullshitting. And somehow it became a thing we do remotely And we barely ever get together So I saw this as an opportunity To sit with members of what I consider my community Drink some fucking beers and bullshit So this is a very weird episode Of Steal This Beer However Evan, (laughs) because he's so fucking conscientious And so thorough Actually brought blind beers for us to taste So we will do that part at the right points And we'll all record I'll hit stop at 40 minutes And we'll start again So that we have two episodes out of this But that's
0: it Yes we're going to do this for more than 40 minutes Dude we used <laughs> no, this, this episode This episode maybe So it. five
1: years ago the first time we did this With Hall in the room I think that was a head injury birthday for me But We recorded so long I think we broke it into Three
2: episodes
3: Was that the Hot Wings episode?
2: No that
1: was, Ooh, that was the
3: next
2: I don't know it's all blurred. <laughs> it's all a dream so what do you think does, uh, does
1: anything I say connect with you are you like all you yeah, you I don't fucking so. mind people just
2: don't like you anymore and a lot of people are <laughs> sitting mean, around drinking lagers and bullshit that could be true no, I mean it's possible uh, the evidence suggests <laughs> no I, I think what you're feeling is correct but I don't know if it's you're kind of equating it to if there's like oh there are people that just want to uh, see beer as uh, something to tick off or whatever um and then there's there's not people drinking beer anymore, and that's what you're equating it to, like just businesses feeling hurt, right? Because is that what we're going to talk about? Because I feel no, like it's
1: I definitely don't want to be no. negative. I just like I said, I just want to bullshit. But that's why I wanted to do this. Is that so? All right, let me rephrase it from another perspective that brought it in besides drinking lagers and bullshit. With Hillary's somebody told me, and I know the math. I'm not saying this is not true math, but somebody's like, oh, it's this blah 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 flat vodka tea is why nobody drank beer this summer. And I'm like, look, man, I'm, I'm 53 years old. I'm significantly older than all of you. But I remember Bartles and James. I remember Zima. I remember Zima Gold. I remember Mike's. I remember Twisted. I remember Not Your Father's. I remember White Claw. And there's never not been a that thing, right? Kids always love getting fucked up on sugar water. And that's always been the business of RTDs. And I know RTDs are on an uptick. But that was never the type of drinking I'm talking about, right? That was going out, getting fucked up drinking. That was this and that. So my answer isn't, why are they drinking that? It's, why aren't they doing this? And then I looked to myself. And the truth is, when's the last time you had six friends over, grabbed a case of beer, my own or someone else's, and just sat around and talked for six hours. And that was part of what happened in COVID. And I got very comfortable... You and I used to get together three or four times a year, and I make make sure I catch you twice a year now. But you're one of the few humans. I'm like, I haven't seen Evan in too long. You know I what I mean? We're like you talking to Hillary. Sean only lives an hour and a half away, and Hillary yeah. only lives two and a half hours away, and we've got to make these occasions to see each other. When five years ago, it would have been like, hey, we got nothing I want to say. Let's just go fucking invade Sean and Amanda's space and drink all their fucking beer and tip
2: too much and go home. I feel like they're... There are a lot of questions. I'm sure Hillary has questions from her perspective as a mulzer and a farmer, and and Sean has his own questions. And we all have our own kind of different questions about why things aren't the same, whether it be financially or camaraderie or whatever, but the answer is obvious. it's because I'm an asshole. It's because you're an asshole. <laughs> and this is an intervention. for your, no, it for your not So John Hall is going to show up, but with
1: handcuffs at <laughs> a van. No, this isn't your
2: alcohol intervention. This is your asshole. No, oh, kidding. well, come on. That's every day. No. I, I literally no, have family for that. You've saying, met them. No. Well, I think, um, you know, COVID happened. And I think that, um, you know, it's something we don't like to look. We want to move past. But it's still something that's really drastically affected our habits, our businesses, the entire, the entire um, our social and financial economies.
0: I'm going to take a, a little bit of a glass half full approach on this. And I think there's probably more of the American beer consumers than you think that are coming back to let's drink sessionable, balanced, good, but not the star of the show. Beers and have yeah. that be ancillary to an enjoyable time with friends and family. Uh, I think a lot of people are, whether they they know it or not, are kind of remembering, for lack of a better term, that European beer culture was not built around the beer; it was built around the culture. times and the culture and enjoying your your time with one another. And I think that there's at least enough breweries in america that care about more than just the liquid and i think there's some consumers that are kind of latching on to that a little bit i mean i think there's been like you know this i mean ashley i'll tell you it's been on a 500 year winning streak but there's been a (laughs) A you know (laughs) a a (laughs) lager resurgence quote-unquote that's not really a real thing but it feels like a real thing in the consumers i think i think a lot of that has to do with the culture that people are remembering i also think since you brought up COVID that everyone realized they can't sit around every night and drink 3 or 4 or 9% beers and feel great about themselves after that adds up over time
1: Yeah, but my problem is what we are seeing them drink is 9% so part one of my theories here um, I wonder if you're seeing any change that isn't generated by your hustle and what people are looking for to brew with but one of the things I'm talking about when I talk about that is the amount of um, the amount of just things that are just different right so going back to that it was white claw this summer it was canned iced tea there's no reason for that change but i think when people lock themselves in their house whatever they lock themselves in with they got kind of sick of so i am seeing when people are out they seem to be doing a lot more of the i can't make this cocktail at home culture like the you know, what What we used to call the speakeasy culture, but the, the mixologist, Yeah, I could never make this cocktail, so I'm going somewhere where they make this cocktail culture. And then it's what just new, different shit, right? Why would Flat Ice Tea be a thing, except that it never was a thing before? You know what I mean? And I think people just want to
2: change. Go on. I was just... I'm thinking, you know, because you brought up the European drinking culture and, you know, we are drawing a parallel between Bierstadt and that and her saying that is, you know, 500 years of winning or whatever. But, I, I mean, craft beer in America has been an example of a choice, something that's ancillary, right? Like, there weren't fewer people at Oktoberfest this year. Even John Hall is still
0: there, I
3: think. Yeah, that's why John couldn't be here today. And that astounding. and he had to find a like,
2: doctor to come for my...
1: What are we calling
0: it? Whatever you'll see. You'll see. We'll du- see. In like, Duton. But What are
1: those
2: things <laughs> called? Oh, <don't>. Intervention. There <laughs> you don't go. Put, oh. <laughs> um, but yes, I think I think craft beer is was kind of this. It was about choice, right? It was about going to a place and having twelve different beers on draft, or something that tasted so far away from Miller Lite, then you were like, oh, this is a choice, right? It was the icing on top. It wasn't our culture of drinking. It was never our our culture of drink. It was the culture of, you know, it started to be like uh, West Coast, like Frisbee golf, uh, you know, Ken Grossman era, that kind of like Sierra Nevada stuff. There was was like Ken Grossman, father of Frisbee golf. You heard it here first. (laughs) But it was like this kind of like do, 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 the shakedown street, like, kind of counterculture. He saw your backpack. <laughs> He's been waiting all day. He's been waiting all day to land a fucking Grateful Dead. And when you walked away from me see your face <laughs> on your backpack, I was like, we will hear a Grateful Dead joke today. But I think in terms of price point, in terms of choice, all those things, the same with cocktails or whatever, it's, it's, it's the treat. It's something extra on top. And whether people don't feel like they have the, the money to afford that anymore, or they don't feel like they're, they are they have the time or whatever it is. It is the treat, and when you don't feel content, you know it's hard to treat yourself. Or don't, you treat yourself too hard, as you say, you know, sort of yeah, exactly. know well, nine no, no, percent or
1: whatever. Exactly. Turning So, Hillary, Let's have you seen,
2: seen? Can I have another one of
1: these, <laughs> no, you can't. please? No, um, but, we're gonna break out. <sighs> but uh, so, no, oh god, he's going to do work. <laughs> <laughs> but so, have you seen? So I know you're still dealing with little artisanal guys like the seed and growing and i see bigger people who avoided getting involved getting involved so i see that as great for business but have you seen any like you know i would say over the 12 years i've been doing this i'm brewing with things like oats and wheat significantly more than i was have you seen any like you know Less fermentable, higher sugar, any of that demand from people that are trying to deal with you?
3: I mean, our bread and butter is still Pilsner malt. So I think that while that may be happening, people are still looking to us for what we do right. well. So they're um, turning to that, turning towards more interesting things, some of the adjunct kind of grains, alternate grains, what's more interesting, what's more flavorful and trying to dive deeper on what um, a specific varietal of a grain could bring right. to something um, but I don't know that that's well, I don't think that that's mainstream. I do think yeah. that there are more people who are interested in that but it still isn't mainstream. Have you ever sold malt <laughs> to somebody
1: who wanted to kind of I don't know, share the signaling of dealing with, you know, a small New Jersey grower slash roaster of malts, um, and then seeing them run over with adjuncts that would blow out any subtlety you hoped, you hoped you'd put into the grain. I'm not asking for a name. I'm just wondering if somebody's taking your shit and then fruit looped it.
3: <laughs> no, okay. I don't we're, think we, so, we've done really. It. I mean, fruit fruit grain. Grain. We, we use yeah.
0: grain in every beer we do. So if we're doing a big but you imperial... Don't fuck st- around like we do some big stouts with a friend of ours the that big we had stouts it even had to do that children yeah. so, like this so all
1: right so why I have to divorce Lauren um, <laughs> you guys all know Lauren and all of you know especially the two of you that make beer but one of you who supplies things we make beer with know that in any room Lauren's almost never really died to drink a beer however she's very drawn to sours has a great palate and truly appreciates good wild fermented beers and I've always considered that like a high place in my respect because not everybody comes to those kinds of beer not everybody really appreciates them and not everybody likes them but Lauren loves so when we're down by you she wants whatever mixed ferment you've done and she loves barn beer and definitely loves all your variations on wild ferment stuff. We go down to this Burley Oak thing which was fun you know me I'm not yelling at anybody for having fun but it was all based around you know I it was all candy beer people selling candy beers or passing out candy beers. And we were right next to, our table was right next to Burley Oak. And they, they're one of those is their dream series, right? Okay. So we're just sitting there. It's morning. I'm drinking a boat beer. And Lauren's like, what should I drink? I was like, actually, you should try their Dream. It's a little bit sour. It's a lot of fruit. You might like it. And she loved it. And then realized that's the fest we were at. I watched that girl drink all 64 colors of a Crayola box beers over the day, each one a little more happy than the other, and walked up to me with somebody's ecto-cooler beer. I was like, have you ever tried this? And I was like, you are everything wrong with beer. (laughs) But she was having the her life. She was having fun. They were all a little sour. They were all a little fruity. They were all a little amazing. But I'm talking about that, like... Well, like, now you know why.
0: Like we I, I drank,
1: now you know why we weren't invited to that. Festival. I drank a good. <laughs> I, 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 you know, you know what I brought? I brought Festy and drip. Like I'm go. still the guy who's like, well, somebody's going to need a real beer at this point. Yeah. but what I love is um, somebody, a friend of ours, Heavy Real. They gave they had their four like most ridiculous candy beers ever because they know the party. They did it right. They actually did such a big timed release of it that I poured their beer at their table to help Jeff out. I think it was hilarious, but at one point I was drinking them, and they were all impressive. And they were, yeah, nobody drank more than I because they were like, you know, the diabetes show. Thing. But I had a full nerd go into my mouth out of a can of beer. I <laughs> <laughs> <guy> was like,
0: <laughs>
1: what was his name? I said, I said, is this dry nerded? He's like, it is. I was like, I just got a nerd anyway. But so, but Laura was never seen her happier, and I was like, God damn it, woman. Well,
2: that plays into you know, like it being fun. And I remember you making like the first beers I had that you made, Augie, were. The Swisher beers, right? Like the Swisher Sweet beers. And you're always like culinary driven. I'm like, oh, this will last. It's like, this will <laughs> be cool. And then it just went farther and farther from further from there. And I don't know. The idea then of brewers saying, ah, I want lager. I want, you know, simple pails or whatever. Drinkable beer and fest beer or whatever. That's not the market. Yeah. And it's not what we put our stamp on. You know, it, i mean, it's not I mean I never endorsed that's not never what I've done. I've tried to make these like weird agricultural beers. You make a pickle beer. From a specific, Yeah, but I do I do that too because I'm a no murderer. I'm a There's murky. no men. <laughs> no
0: because they don't make a pickle <laughs> flavor nerd. That sounds yet. pretty yeah. good. but the fucking day they do,
1: there's gonna yeah. be double Imperial pickle. <laughs> so
0: that's actually one of my favorite uh I call it a call. I think he posted somewhere online. James Priest from Reference said yeah. something a couple years ago where he's like if you like stouts, but only if they're pastry stouts. If you like IPAs, but only if they taste like fruit juice and sugar. If you like this, that, and the other thing, it's like you don't necessarily like the what, like the historical definition of beer. You you like sugar, and that's perfectly fine. But know thyself, and yeah. it's like that is cool if that's what you're into, and if you want to just have fun. But they are very dichotomous. Worlds, well, for me,
1: for me, and that's kind of I guess when I danced around until we got to this point of the conversation, but I never, I love fun. Like, I never want to sure. make fun of anybody for anything that brings them joy. And I want them to have a ball. But what I'm saying is, even in that situation, I don't think any of those brewers were ashamed of their beer. I think they were all very proud of it. I don't think any of those drinkers were ashamed of their passion for those beers. I think they were all very proud of it. I think everybody had a great fucking time. That being said, nobody drank five ounces of any one beer. You know what I mean? It was one, oh, that's neat, very fucking cool, move on. What I'm saying is that's an experience, or it's an experiential situation where people are trying to shit. And all of them, I I, I can't tell you how many times I said that day, how the fuck did you do this? And all three of you know from me as a brewer, how the fuck did you do this
2: is the most interesting thing ever. And that used to be every beer festival, right? It used to be. Like, that was the idea, right? Was to go and taste all these different breweries, right? Okay. Like, I'm talking about 10 years ago or 15 years yeah. ago in craft beer. Tap New York. Yeah, it was like, I know that now it has to be, you know, have to crank up the gas. So you're like, oh, it's nerds and marshmallows and stuff. But back in the day, it was like, oh, uh, you dry the a blonde ale. How did you do this? Yeah. You know, that was it in tasting small amounts. That's where craft beer came from. So I, I, I'm you pretty know, sure craft beer came it's from. It's always cheap, though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. As you just said. Uh,
1: Sorry, John Hall. Nice. All right, so it brings us together on Seal This Barrier is a candid conversation of beer. What it is, not what we said, not what we are told it would be, what it's doing, not how hard it was to get, and what we're experiencing, not the experience of getting it. And, oh, welcome to Carton Brewing. Somehow they, oh, it's time for me to make the video. So usually I do a live video this time, and I believe people just try to sabotage the video and start ringing it at noon. So this may happen for like an hour. Um, sorry, they'll figure it out. And we'll do the video It's just though. our wives calling us. Every I'm year sorry. our wives trying to call us, remember? <laughs> Look, we turn Mine it okay. Um, <laughs> I bet he does. Uh, anyway. Because you do So, to facilitate <laughs> that, we are drinking blind out of very expensive duct tape rack carton tasting glasses. Yes, sir. Um, Evan brought the beers. He clued me into the theme, which we'll reveal after we taste, but There's all three of, of us are completely blind, right? I am, Yes. So, I'll go first because it's rude to ask guests to put it out there to get it chopped off on the show. You're but looking
2: at the color of it, aren't oh,
1: you? Because you left the bottom clear and I can I see it <laughs> faulty
3: wrapping job. Oh, fa- wrapping's great.
1: Yellow! Fucking <laughs> Christ. Um, so, I've got a lot of a wit phenolic. Um, you know, circus peanuts and clove. Um, the body's interesting. It's got a thicker body, but I think that might be because I put it right behind the barn beer, which is kind of classically light bodied. Um, not much more than the fermentation profile is sticking out to me. Like, I'm not even decidedly meaty or, you know, cleaner, but it's fun to drink. Like, it's definitely a pretty fermentation. It's a little candy sugar in there, right? Like a little. Yeah, I get a little bit of that drink.
0: mix of firm character yeah. and a moderate so, candy sugar because that gives to me it gives that like really soft like date pit character yeah, on the right. nose it was very good note. the they finish all... is uh, based on the nose and the taste and the body the finish is a little confusingly dry and chalky to me so chalky I wasn't getting but it
1: definitely finishes dry as hell which is why I think I included on the candy sugar not that aroma yeah. but that that weight there was nothing left there except for a little beet sugar yeah and it finished that up tight. Um, How are you feeling about it, Hillary? Yeah, Hillary, what you getting?
3: <laughs> all of the things that you guys just listed <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> Any malt notes at all? None of us gave a malt note.
3: No, no. Um, it's probably, it's it doesn't go pilsnery for me because it doesn't taste very grassy for me. But, um, so probably in that two row. A little bit sweeter. Do you so, think there's something other
2: than barley in this?
3: Oh, certainly, wheat. You
2: think there's sugar? No. Okay.
1: It could, that be.
3: Be. They didn't it say could
2: that. be. It could be. It could be. They didn't say that. Augie said the that, way that, way that there, there could be sugar. I love the date pit thing, which I often think. I think you're playing around, not to give anything away, but a little bit with italicis, like bottleized yeah. yeah. yeast, yep.
0: slightly, yep, from. No, no, not to give it. anything away, but this beer is old.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think it is actually. Okay. To
0: give something away. Oh, I don't interesting. Think it is that old? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's very, it's very comfortably nostalgic for me. I mean, this falls into that, like. Uh, I, I'm not trying to guess, but like that American Belgian-inspired beer. Do you think you and
2: had this beer before? I. Tom?
0: My answer is yes, but I don't know when, where, or why. But this is a flavor and a beer that I'm sure I've had before. But I don't know a better way to describe why. And you think it could be American. It tastes American. I
1: think it's Illyrian Tremens, but one Plato lower.
0: Kind of beer. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Is that what you're getting? I also (laughs) think, to me, me it also tastes like...
1: The day I give you this much slurum tremens in a glass (laughs) is is the
0: day I'm completely
1: embracing that I don't live through this day without a head
3: injury.
0: (laughs) We gotta get you a helmet, bro.
3: Mm.
1: Um,
0: It's very well... Uh, concealed isn't necessarily the right word. It's Come very, closer it, so you're on the it's mic It's very well integrated, but I, it also feels to me that there's a little bit more alcohol mm-hmm. in this than it's leading on to. That wasn't a, a, a something you guys picked up originally, but you're starting to pick that. Up. Yeah. What's yeah. that? The warm booziness?
2: Mm-hmm. No, I
0: think it's yeah.
1: boozy
2: as fuck. Like I don't. But I, you didn't say that originally. You were like so,
1: but wit for me, beer. Maybe that's I think for me. That's built into. No, I said wit fermentation, and then I ended up Belgian. But because of the candy syrup. I don't know why anybody would ever put candy syrup in and be shooting lower than seven. Yeah. Well, yeah. So when I say I'm getting sugar, candy syrup... A lot, a yeah. lot of European
2: breweries use invert sugar, right? That Especially like real ales, like Timothy Taylor's and stuff. Three, you know, that stuff is often using invert sugar. So they do use sugar. Almost all of the smallest alcohol is, beers that we know of use invert sugar. But
1: I think what I mean is when I say candy sugar, especially clear Belgian candy, candy sugar, bulging bulging sugar, bulging sugar, what I'm... What I'm assuming is implied in that. I'm sorry if I'm talking, you know, behind baseball. Sixth man. Um, <laughs> talking behind baseball? Yeah, whatever. I'm yeah. That's
0: what everybody is. They're in the yeah. stands, you know. they got to do but, something. way. Uh, but, but what I mean is, I, I assume we're starting. <laughs> I assume, Yeah, true. Just, I assume yeah, when I, I say that,
1: you're <laughs> north of six, north of seven. Like, I think that's just implied in saying, oh, candy, sugar. Why else would you put it in there?
0: Yeah, I think after opening in the glass, even for a short period of time, what initially came across as a mix between candy sugar and fermentation character fruit layers, um, I think is probably a cleaner mix of some alcohol fruit layers as well as those fermentation fruit layers to me.
2: Yeah, that's a good. Would you say, uh, without Revealing anything yet? Still, would, we can you, reveal it all. But would you say this is like when you're talking about those big, like the festival you went down to, or big hazies or something, without with the absence of, of hop presence, right? Are is, are these flavors that people are looking for and double triple so IPA?
1: I'll tell you. Of, I'll
2: tell you. So here's the
0: thing. No.
1: Hall has tried to make I answer bluntly, no. no, no, I think <laughs> Hall, Hall tried to make the case to, to me. Talk about. Hall tried to make the case to me... I realize I'm just sitting here clicking a snap while we're trying to record sound. Sorry about Silence. that, folks at home. And get um, your fidget spinner if
0: you want. Please.
1: But uh Paul has tried to make the case to me that the next big move should be Belgian Triples because it's got inherently all the flavors people say they're liking in a pretty straightforward fermentation-driven beer and, and you do see people like, who does Golden Monkey, which, which Philips, a very good. Victory. Victory. So Victory's Golden Monkey. I think they do like, they now do like fruited versions of it. And I'm not saying Hall's got an opinion on that, but what he's pointing out is if all people want is yeah. juice in beer, why are people doing it with Conan and wheat when you could just build a straightforward triple, ferment it to nine, water it down with juice to seven, have a delightful beer
0: that's fermentation-driven and put it out there. I think a lot of people don't necessarily want juice in beer. I think they want juice, and they want to drink beer, but they don't want it to taste like beer at all.
2: Right. And this is that's very, I mean, this is,
0: this is like the
2: essence of fermentation. Yeah. Like, when I'm yeah. cultivating my honeys... Like, I know it's ready to roll when it starts ripping bubblegum and banana and pear and apple. I'm like, yep, you're ready to go, little ones. Where are you drinking it, Helen? Yeah, thank God somebody knows Mm -hmm. this show. Where are you drinking this beer?
3: Um, Well, I think it's more than what I would want to drink sitting around a fire in an evening to go back to what we were starting with. Yeah. Um, It's like, after dinner for me like after going dinner. into almost into dessert for me because it's pretty sweet yeah
0: it's good transition
3: yeah
0: yeah i'm Shall i'm you? drinking this 15 years ago at home <laughs> time, i drink it now i'm actually yeah. drinking it right now yeah. on a couch with you guys also yeah. Right? Yeah. But good spot. i'm, I'm good spot drinking this works. 15 years ago after i went to the liquor store and tried to find something cool and new because i'm trying to learn about craft beer and this is something that stood out for one reason or another, and I'm trying to figure it out at home. So I think this All is kind drinking? of... Everybody <laughs> wants to know, where are you drinking? we got callers we ready. Go Carton <laughs> Brewing. Hold on,
2: Carton Brewing. Um, right. So, um, Let's check in with Jim and Waseya. Jim. Jim. <laughs> uh,
0: you had Kennedy have callers calling their own letters for this episode? So, so we just
2: went live on the Steal This Beer
1: Facebook, and I'm hoping somebody sends us shit to talk about for the next episode. Oh, we're going to have to uh, trust me. <laughs> we're going to get this rolling, bro. Uh, but so here's the problem. That was, a, that was a quick downshift, right? That was that was like, because we've been sipping on bar and beer. We just had a where really nice lunch from all? Rossi. The yeah. no, thing is, you- is, I got warm on that shot of beer. Mm-hmm. But, so where I'm drinking this is, I can tell you, it's Walden Wee. In the city, and it's one of those nights. Me and a friend of mine got together Voldemort. to get drunk. No, Voldemort. <laughs> no, with Voldemort. <laughs> um, <laughs> your pals. Can't believe he's not a dream. buddy. Of mine. <laughs> I'm not a Slytherin. Um. uh he. Uh, so, Voldu- Voldemort was a NYU bar in the Village, know. back room, great frites, and like six taps, and it was like Chimay blue. You know. Uh, somebody's Lambic, but, like, they just bright red, yeah. bullshit Lambic. Lindemann's Yeah, um, Lindemann's yeah, Frambois. Right. Uh, Delirium, Tremens, whatever. And it's it would be, I think we can drink one of all six tonight. And even I, and you guys know I like to hit for the fences as far as debaucherous plans go, seldom made it past four. Like, they were big, strong beers, fun to drink, improper glassware in a candlelit wood bar... But if I was in that room, and this beer fell around three or four in the progression of that sort of a bad, I'd be like, yep, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. It's warming my cheeks. Yeah. I'm getting nice and liquored up,
2: and yeah, it so feels you
1: know, right. you know where I, I'm
2: drinking this beer? At Carton Brewing. At the end of the world. Oh. Fim- uh, Le Fin du Monde. Okay.
0: Classic. Ooh, totally makes sense. It's been a long nice. time. Canadian Belgio. And for anyone keeping score at home, that swing for the fences was our second baseball reference. So once we once we hit three, the first caller does win their prize. Once we get a triple. Yeah.
3: Oh a oh. triple. Yep, so there you go. So there we go. And there's definitely they won, candy your, sugar. won your prize. Well
1: <laughs> wait, so you know, and I know Boat I know beer. I should know this because this is an important beer, but it says brewed with spices. Is it Korean? I
2: think so. Yeah. Korean okay. or eh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe just they, they yeah. just they can barely speak english up there they're like spicy <laughs> <Hey, laughs> yeah, right um, but i thought that,
1: did you not bring another barn beer am i just drinking both the rest of the day
2: no. well, relax a bro right it's a gonna happen <laughs> um well i thought you know the the tone of this uh fellowship of of the ring over here was going to be kind of somber perhaps about oh, the I- just well, it's you know, it's
0: interventions
2: are. <laughs> very,
3: very no, this but is definitely <laughs> the most fun intervention I've been. Doing. But that's why I thought <laughs> and this is my week. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's why I thought we should start with the end of the world. Mm. Now we this can is, guess
1: on um, the themes. All right, now you guys talk. over will get Thanks. I like when Evan hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so when so I've been trying to get you and Amanda to meet Evan for years, <laughs> like since I met you.
0: That, guys. Yes, that's not like, a lot. You guys got to yeah. meet,
1: and then of course Amanda got stuck actually working proving that you had no value in that group. Correct. Because so it was like, we "Oh, we're totally fucked. Nothing but work to do. Sean will be there, no problem. <laughs> it's yeah, that is that is I can show you the text. Like, That's
3: exactly how
1: that conversation went. Sean could be there as early as 6 a.m. I could have possibly be there before midnight. It's like, we can wait. Um, so we're very sorry she's not here, but I'm glad you guys are meeting. So when I was explaining you to, to Evan, I was like, they, they just seem to have that integrity of purpose that they really only make beers they want to make and when you took credit for making bullshit beers in this conversation but you don't make this kind of bullshit beers you definitely make your big old hazies and i like i like our tradition has become fucking around with your hazies i love your hazies so i take your hazies in and we fuck around once a year and that's great and you definitely do some big badass stouts but you've even made the joke that if you leave a man alone in the brewery for a week, when you come back, there's six loggers and six tanks. And it's not a joke, it's happening. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but that, well, you love pointing that out to me. But, um, but you guys are still kind of wonderfully mixing it up. Now that you've been doing this a while, have you found a pattern for it? Like, how far out are you planning? Oh, man, I wish. Like, um, are, are, is, you know what I mean? Or is yeah. it still like, I don't know, let's make this.
0: You know what I mean? Like, it's 50-50. Um, Amanda does a remarkable job at planning out for, I would say, at least a month or two of our production schedule. And that gives us a little bit of room for flex if needed. But at the same time, we still certainly operate ad hoc, which is almost always where my quote-unquote value or, uh, or pain on the company comes in when I say... I found this flower. Can we can we can, <laughs> can we, we make a Dormander? Can we make a tank open for Saison this week? Can we make a dorbiner and put
1: this flower in? Yeah.
0: I mean we, we vary it, like you said, but we always we try to keep it within this cadence of four worlds of beer. We always have poppy beer, Saison, or our interpretation of Saison, lager and English inspired pub beers available. They're almost never the same beer. We don't really do core beers, but you can always find something in those four and that helps us have, you guys, a little have bit. you
1: guys settled into a point where you try to make sure? Like, I, I'm 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 gonna assume this is similar every but in Car- at Carton, if I brew an English Pub Ale once every two and a half, three months, I've got English Pub Ale for two and a half, three months. If I brew something over eight and really hoppy, I need to do that one every two weeks. You know what I mean? So so. Have you gotten into a, ideally, if I was a customer walking in Seed, I, Sean and Amanda, would want to see, and have you gotten a rhythm of, it's been too long since we brewed one of those, we've got to figure
0: out something that fills that slot,
1: or is it or Yeah, is it a little bit, and
0: it's almost always hoppy beer, because it's not our, our core focus, um, we've run into the issue... Many well, we don't view it as an issue, but customers right. do sometimes. Where we just we just don't have we don't have IPA right. on tap. We don't but, do it, but
1: that's because tap, your IPAs sell like sell everybody else well. ten yeah. times faster than everything else you yeah. make. So if you don't make it ten times more, you're gonna run out of it,
0: right? But we're lucky from the pub ale perspective that we we are able to brew them a little more regularly. And I use the term pub ale kind of catch all for these right. English, lower ABV English inspired beers. But there's an account um, that we're very friendly with in Cape May. There's a restaurant called the Cricket Club. That has no draft system, but they have four hand engines, that's and we amazing. do their entire program. Oh, nice. So we always have cast condition, English-inspired beer, in rotation. Do you guys have an engine at the seat? We don't currently, and that's been, like... That, that killed me a little the first time on, we tapped push. tasks at a Cricket Club and drank them, and I was like, I never want to drink these beers pushed through a faucet Dude, just with CO2. <laughs> yeah, I know. Even I that's have. A, that's a this even winter. Even I have. This one. year got busy. That's a this winter project. Yeah, well, not not if you can't even get a man up.
2: You've got to get through those things. Though. Not yeah, if you yeah. can't
1: even get a man up here. So, listen to what he said I for prepared. you. I was thinking, oh, get closer! I, was, to the I was listening. We're still using this janky bullshit. This may never work. Recorder, so don't keep moving box. further and further away. I'm going. To. Um, but <laughs> how how have you settled into your bad brewing habit that interrupts your profession of trout fishing? Like, are you brewing? I didn't brew much seasonally? this year. Are you <laughs> brewing? I really didn't. That's what I mean. Like, like I, I I've seen some cool shit come out of me. I've seen you now building some tradition. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that... I love that one. We're always going to make that one. But yeah. when I came up to the farm three weeks ago, you didn't have any garden beer for me. And that that really ticks me
2: I'm off. So sorry. <laughs> mm. um, you better be. The Yeah. I, di- I haven't brewed that much this year. We haven't done much distribution as opposed to previous years. Okay. And I don't know. It's been... It's been like a, it's our 10th year as a brewery. This, actually, I think this week was the, is the anniversary of selling our first beers at the Beacon Farmer's Market 10 years ago. Yeah. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. And, you know, it's just like 10 years, as you know, it's like kind of, you know, a a reassessment of things. And I'm making barn beer. I love making barn beer. I do it all the time. The four times I brew a year. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But that's what... You All know. the time in spring. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, the, I don't know. This this year for brewing's been odd. Um, this, going into the winter, we're going to close our farm on uh, December 16th, and then we'll open back up in March. And during that period of time, I'm going to build some puncheon fooders, like out of old puncheons, and then do the wax... The pear, oh, I mean, the, uh, the beeswax. Exactly. and. Um, are we getting back to that beer? It's still the best beer I ever made. The, uh, yeah, and things like that. So I'm going to do a lot of things like that next year, and we're going to get back to our Hive membership. kind of oh, And now we can sell the, through halftime to 30 different states. So we're going to just pre-sell a lot of beer <laughs> in a tiny quantity, so that way I can brew a bit more. Because 10 barrels, my fooders are 20-barrel fooders, and I don't know what you guys uh, know about uh, wild mixed ferment beers, right? But They're not flying off the shelves (laughs) it's good because they could stay on the shelves but flying off the shelves they're not and and uh that's all i make so it's the only kind of beer you know what's funny is so
1: and this well we're almost at 40 minutes and i do want to put a break in and we do need to taste beer too and i want you to talk about why the beers you brought what i'll tell you and and it might be the show it might just be the thieves driving it but You know when I'm barrel aging, you do whatever. We do that as an OWC bottle project for the side, and sometimes it's big dopey clean beers, and sometimes it's completely wild ferment beers, and sometimes it's just, you know, some fuckery version of blending a couple things I wanted to blend. We've, for many reasons, disparaged the idea of line life here, mostly because that building you can see out that window is an elementary school, and I don't want people getting arrested for drinking in a school zone. I
2: don't think people are lining up for many beers.
1: No, but hold on. But they used to line up for you, and every time they've lined up here, the cops have come and arrested them all, so we've managed to avoid that. Um, but, so we never hype it. So when we make a, one of the OWC bottles for whatever reason, I think it's done perfectly if we put it on and it's gone in about four to six weeks. Religiously, our planning jersey just goes away. You know what I mean? Like it takes two or three weeks, whatever we make each year just. Disappears and that's great. and I love it. And you know, we keep it cheap because we want it to be this cool project, and we want it to be fun. But it's basically just your barn beer, which suggests to me, well, you know, our it's version your of beer. your barn
2: beer
3: yeah.
1: with my barn beer. But you know, what I'm saying is, I mean, you if you only something. ever made barn beer, you should be able to sell just that, right? So, everything else you do, you do because you want to do something different, right? Like, nobody's
2: been like, Evan, we need Imperial Barn Beer with coconut, haven't no, we? No. I mean, people have dictated some things, okay. like the few beers i brewed. I brewed the breakfast beer yesterday, and that's the a beer, you know, like the novel stuff, like the pickle beer you brought up, and I did that, you know, almost 10 years ago because I was like, oh, I grow cucumbers and dill. It's, you know how it is, John. And you're like, let's <laughs> throw it in a cool, like, barrel age. Hard, funky beer, it's gonna taste like a pickle. I remember you giving
1: me that in the backyard of Captain Lard's, and you like, So I made a pickle beer. And I was
2: like, Go on. Bro. But then, but then like that, that, you know, they, they the just smol-
0: walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and it disappeared,
2: but they just like a smile behind. The small amount of folks that are interested in our beer, it's like they, they will clamor for certain beers, and that's, that's what's dictating 20 barrel batches of these yeah. beers. Like the pepper beer and the pickle beer and breakfast beer and these things, but uh, yeah, ideally I'm just making. I just want to make barn beer, like you say, you want to make both beer. But we are putting stuff in place to uh, drop the keg prices on those things and try to get barn beer into a lot of the spots as a staple place. And we understood this. We lost our license of distribution, and or the company kind of folded or guy retired in Pennsylvania. And then there was this whole thing where all these distributors reached out to us and they were knocking on the door. Where, you know, you guys know distributors, they're terrible, all of them. Not a good one of the world. Yeah. And so I'm like, why are they so interested? And I guess Tom from Monk's Cafe is like, I want to have barn beer on. And they see that as like a gemstone, like a prime account yeah. that dictates, even though it doesn't mean volume. Yeah. But right. they're like, and then that, him saying that was like an yeah. great honor oh, because yeah. I love that. But, and I'm like, well, we have to figure out how places like that, like Navari Res and, and Church Key and, and Monks, the places that are really, like, get the right glassware and get Shanker Law, fresh Shanker Law kegs in, like, are places that really support what I love about beer. If they're willing, if I'm lucky enough to have one of those taps, I'm like, we gotta bring them glasses. We gotta lower keg prices. We gotta get barn beer in there. And, you know, I'm just gonna do this, keep doing this same shit until. You know, it's just me and my wife at this point. We've, we're so, you know, <laughs> so batting, very nice. yeah, batting the hatches to a point of, I'm going to keep doing it until... Well, I I can have a church The back. nice part about D.C. is
1: it's the Wild West. You just, yeah. next time you come down here, bring me some kegs, and when we send beer down to Church Key, yeah. we'll put them on that. Because Church Key has no rules. They can just say, we're buying bar beer, we're putting it on. It's just, how do you get it to them in D.C.? And since I send them a pallet of beer every quarter, I'm happy to throw that on there. Cause, like you were saying, there's no oh, stopping. <laughs> God damn it, John the Hall. You're now. not even right, your beer here. Two. Beer, two. Right, beer two. Beer two. Beer It tastes like a lemonade. It, it doesn't does. even yeah, taste like beer. There's a lot of electrolyte like up front. Yeah, yeah, to me. exactly. I like after that. I good went,
0: call. After I went through it for a little bit, it tastes like, and I don't mean this in a negative way at all, it tastes like I drank a pretty neat gin cocktail and finished it. And then I went back to my glass a half hour later, and the little bit of melted ice that was on the bottom kicked, mm-hmm. kicked that flavor back to my memory. It's like a pretty
2: cool, like a nice, yeah. neat,
0: not neat, like cocktail.
2: Right. Yeah. Because right. Yeah. you had so, ice yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty neat <laughs> so, chicken cocktail. Yeah, I get that. Anyway. Um, what do you get? What's funny what, is what you, these
1: what, days, what because of that fest I was at, I'm not allowed to say it t- tastes like melted lemon Italian ice. Because it doesn't taste exactly like melt, melted lemon Italian ice, and if somebody hears me not saying that they drink sugar. it, but yeah, to dude. me it tastes like melted lemon Italian ice. Yeah. Like it yeah. just it just tastes like, you know. Not the syrup in the bottom of the fucking No,
3: it's very light, not yeah. very sugary at all. Gingery.
1: Oh, I like a ginger. Ginger. I get that, I'll look for it. Oh no. It's fine. Where are you Ooh. drinking it? Where am I drinking it? Where are you drinking? Strollo's oh, Italian ice <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, drinking I'm drinking this, this at a picnic somewhere for yeah. hours, not knowing that someone was giving
3: me a beer in the hot sun. If you
0: it's poured this out shaved
1: ice, I would in no way be offended.
0: Is there alcohol? If you on? go back and tell I don't know. No, that's what I was gonna say. If you go back and tell us this was just like a, ra- a rather dilute lemon yeah. lemonade that you made us, if I wouldn't there isn't super low, <laughs> I tried to grow lemons <laughs> up in Potomac. <Pacific. laughs> <laughs> Turns out they don't mature fully. <laughs>
3: Is it not? You guys have been drugged
2: with CBD. I just dose you all It's a CBD seltzer. It's a CBD seltzer (laughs) with uzu and rosemary. Sparkling elixir
1: rosemary. I got no rosemary. rosemary. Is that what you think the ginger was getting? Maybe. So it's,
2: yeah, it's Harney and Sons. I drink uh, at least one of those a day.
1: (laughs) If you're really doing CBD, though, why do you need the rosemary? Like, you can just buy a weed strain to get
2: the CBD from that smells like rosemary. I mean, it is really tasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was a
1: lot and of hot. And it's like,
3: so it's
2: few calories, I think yeah. it's like Alright, so, but, um, the hemp division. It's, uh some of the theme is this, so far, I was gonna say the fact you? that you said
0: that there's a theme and we drank a fish <laughs> bomb and a left seems out to kill us. Well
2: oh, no, so, at <laughs> first it's like, guys, it's the fucking end of the world,
3: right? <laughs> no, and they're like, a... like,
2: No, no. just no, chill out, <laughs> man. Everything's gonna be
3: fine. What <laughs> could
2: possibly go wrong? The second episode. <laughs> <laughs> the second
1: episode is fucking well, this one has ecstasy in it. <laughs> okay,
2: so yeah, I, did, I I am sorry. I, I realized as I was pouring, I was like, I hope they don't have CBD allergies. I'm like, is that even a thing? But far Adam, more importantly, no, 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 no. I used to have
1: a huge CBD problem. Now I only drink beer. Yeah, God yeah. damn it. Off the wagon. So, off. Right I didn't to the bet All right, me me so. Snake oil so, out. for us to cap this episode, John Hall just. Get at us! John Hall just texted <laughs> oh. me. John Hall just texted me via Facebook. Here's your letter. So, when we went live before, somebody wrote. Um, so, John texted me this. Uh, here's your letter from Niles. Hey, Hillary, Sean, and Evan. Enjoy planning Jersey Day. My men and women. And can't wait for the podcast. If somehow this is the right question to ask it, the right place to ask a question, what do each of you see as the most important aspect of local?
0: That's a very loaded question. Well, that's not a wrap up question. When
2: does the pub open again up yeah,
0: here? Four o'clock. Got all I'll go quick. No, no uh, just, to just us just to the top of your head. It man. is a Nobody very simple it's a very experience. simple answer for us. Um, the most important aspect for us is uh, local for us is community. I can just leave it at that. We like to be able to build a local community with folks we can work with every day, whatever capacity that might be. All right. Hill, you haven't got to talk much this episode. No,
3: I'm just listening this episode. But I, w- I would
1: good. <laughs> I told you, I've never shut
3: up. Loquacious, man. I would agree with community. Because I was, I was talking with somebody earlier about, like, that is one of the reasons why we have been so excited about the Malt House. Is that it's given us the opportunity to really connect with people about what we're doing on the farm and why that should matter to them. So uh, the community is super important. Um, for me, obviously when I, when you start to talk about something being local, I care a lot about what the sourcing is and understanding and bringing that integrity all the way through a product so that someone knows like where did it come from, who made it. You can only do that if you have community where that information can be shared in a meaningful way.
1: That's totally valid. Trying to get us more questions, but instead, yeah, no, got, do you guys know what this is? No. Nope. Me either. Hey, Man, that, Stark!
3: That, CB, that CBD is really kicking <laughs> in my
1: Stark. Stark, my last and most important of last year, uh, head brewer just walked in. He joined us today for the tradition of brewing this. He just gave us a CBD beer blind, so we're all just totally off our rockers, wasted. How are you, buddy?
3: nice
1: um all right so what about
2: you what's local ever to tie in those yeah community but the yeah we used to say ingredients from the community for the community and a blatant kind of a generic way but i mean for me obviously local is what dictates culture from a microcultural level and everything and it's like you've said in years past with the planning jersey, it's like it tastes like your DNA. It reminds you of that space. I mean it's it's why those drinking cultures historically in Europe or whatever, they drink what they drink because it came from there because of the limitations and any of that stuff. And that's what that's what dictates the communal beverage of beer and Yeah, I mean local it can mean the local pub, and you give you're giving to the local economy. You're paying dollars there instead of Applebee's, which, sorry to, I know you love Applebee's, are Huge fan of Applebee's, Until you've had Miller Lite in the yard, yeah. Brutus, That's is that what they Brutus. call it? I don't know what that means. But um, anyways, yeah, to you know, contribute, getting to the center of who you are and who the people around you are, and from. A, Microscopic to macroscopic level. Over to you, Augie.
1: Um, so I'm going to stick with community rather than local because that's where you guys landed. I'll say that, but what I'll say is, and I guess I started this off with, I think what I'm missing is that community as I come out of whatever shell I buried myself in, slash the world buried me in, slash buried my business in, in COVID. I, I I'm at the point where I realize. Things aren't like things are missing. Things aren't bad. Everything's good. I'm having a good time. Family's great. Lauren's great. Business great. You guys are great. And all that, but enough shifted that there's parts of what I enjoy about life, or there, there's holes in what I'm enjoying, and they all seem to be community driven. Whatever it may be, it can be you know hiking community, local community, brewing community, blah 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 blah. blah. But remember, at the top of this show, I said. I wanted this weird version of this show on this weird recorder to be just me and the bit of my community I share my birthday with every year, just sitting around drinking and bullshitting, because we missed that. And I think we nailed that. But for me, what is community seems to be what I'm wrestling with. And that's what th- this question begat that. So that's much more interesting to me than what is and isn't, right? Like, what are my communities and what am I getting, you know? Which communities have I lost, and how do I find my way back to them? And they can be, you know, my cycling friends, all the different shit. But those communities and those little pockets of who I do what with, because they just, you know, I got so used to them being by Zoom, or by text, or by, you know, Instafam, or... Or Like I said, even this show that used to be just completely driven by who's in New York today, who can we talk to about beer became, oh, let's just all call each other at two on Thursday and call anybody, and it's been a cool and interesting part of the show. I think the show's grown for it, but it's missing that community, that local thing. Um, So how do you think
3: we rebuild that? Because I think we've heard this theme of, like, lamenting what was lost, and I think throughout anyone's life, there are times where you have grown or changed or lost a certain group. So how do you rebuild that feeling of community? Well, for me, it's been identifying. I've
1: been asking what's the new normal since the day we were allowed to serve in this room again, right, from that first day with partitions and no more than 20 people and all that. What's the new normal? And I kept asking what's the new normal without thinking about what's the old normal, right? So for me, that, that's just, like I said, it, it was like a light. When Ashley said drinking beer and bullshit, I was like, that's what I'm fucking missing. Where does that exist in my life and all that, you know what I mean? And then I realized how many things just morphed. And like I said, I don't in any way not love what this show is now. we got, like, fuck, Vinny was on the show. Never, Vinny was never, <laughs> <yeah, Vinny was laughs> never going to show up in New York City and give us three hours for lunch. But we can call him in his house on a Saturday morning, get involved, and there's a version of the show that has that. So it's a, it's a different thing, and it's amazing, and I'm very happy with it. But this used to be sitting down over a beer with somebody like Mitch Steele, and getting to meet one of your heroes and talk about beer. And now I get to talk to one of my heroes out here here remotely from (laughs)
0: Ireland. Dude, I don't mean to take this in a negative direction, but to your question, Hillary, how do we bring that back? Do you think that has? I think it does. That's why I'm asking this. Do you think that has anything to do with trying to get part of your your group, your community, whatever? to put technology down for a little bit, to get out of social media, to get out of their phones. I mean, to me it loops back a little to what beer culture is right now. You go out to a festival or something, you're not, you're not in an open space trying a bunch of new beers and talking with your friends. You're grabbing an ounce of something and on untapped <laughs> See, and I trying think... to get that in until you try the next one.
1: I'm going to say you're wrong there. And the only reason I'm going to say around there is because we all know I avoided all fests for five or ten years um, and just fucking hate fests because of that ass aspect of fests. Mm-hmm. What's your lightest? What's your strongest? Have I ever had it before? Like every now and then you still go to a fest and you see people wait an hour to get a beer from a hill farmstead next to your table, my table, and his table and they won't even send the buddy over to grab beers to drink while they're waiting. They fetishize the waiting which is super confusing because that's not community. That being said, think about Little Beers, think about, you know, Human Robot, think about Snell, guess, or think about this one I just did at Burley Oak. That's why I've been seeking out better ones to go to. That's why I want to go to Shilling next year. That's why I want to go that. Because I've been in open air spaces with people walking around drinking. So I think the nature of shit got to that nightmarish Atlantic City Beer Fest model, which they're doing two of this year. So clearly it's not a failed model. But, you know, it's raucous, I spent $80, I got to drink $90 worth of beer, untapped check-ins. But this new version of where I'm going, where it's, I don't know anybody, but it's only 30 breweries invited by the brewer, and there's only 400 people going to show up. And, like I said, this one was a, you know, just compare the two. Compare GoodWord and Burley Oak, it's, one's just little lagers, and just little lager brewers, and just little lager drinkers, and the other is just candy beer, and little candy beer brewers, and, you know,
2: Maryland people versus, Georgia? Georgia. People? Yeah. Well, but, Augie, both we gotta like, play the John Hall role, because <laughs> we gotta wrap this
1: up. No, we don't. No, we don't. We, we gotta wrap it up. Cast and it, we will. But what I'm saying is that's
0: been a reinvigoration. We're going to be talking at 1.25 speed but when like, this is
2: released. That, but that's yeah. been. I like, what will save our <laughs> locality and community? And Augie's like, well, this <laughs> tiny, this lager festival versus this one that I went to. I'm right.
1: Like, well, no, but what I'm saying on. is they brought me back to fest because I th- see that change less phones, more drinking, more spirit, more yeah. camaraderie. And that, I think, I is think. a change for the good. In the last year, I've seen. Versus the thing you're talking about with the phones and the check-ins was everything I went to eight years ago. Yeah, like that's when shit started falling
2: apart. All right, right. my answer real quick is World War Three. Go. All (laughs) right,
1: so Cass, this is what I need you to jump on edit in how they give us five stars how they send us patreon money how they facebook us how they get to the seed how they get to rabbit hill how they get to put in jersey to and everybody wants to go to <laughs> rabbit hill so all you guys have to do is everybody go see hillary preferably at 8 a.m on a tuesday well, um okay. <laughs> and get at us y'all